It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names... It would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, here we are. Yes, indeed. Baseball is the best. There you go. Baseball is the best. Uh, shout out to Sarah Langs. Uh, we got to get rid of ALS. I don't know why we can't get rid of ALS. They've been trying to find a cure for years. Let's go. Can we get more scientists on this? Seriously, I'm not joking around. Obviously, I've been involved with the, was involved with the ALS Society here, a bunch of events here at Progressive Field, and it's just, it's awful. But anyway, there you go. Uh, on a much, much lighter note, lots to get to today, guys. How you both doing? And we in the building, man. We great, feeling good, energized. G. Bush, a.k.a. G. Baby, the people's champ in the building. Hallelujah, holla back. Wow. I don't even know. I don't know what's happening there. I, I, I can't follow that. So I, just I, say I feel hello. like I haven't been here in a month. And I was just here. Just I, think, here. Like, no, I felt the same way when I walked in. It's weird. Yeah. You know, even though I've been doing only mostly three days a week it, for the last two months, and I will through, um, you know, the middle of July and then get back to the five days a week. But it feels weird. I feel like I haven't been here in a while. I don't know. I felt the same way pulling in. Right? I felt like it's yeah. been forever since I've lot been here. To to. Lots to get to. Lots to get to. We'll get to the Guardians. I got to talk about, I know you guys mentioned briefly that my Little League team was there on Friday. We had a great time. We stayed to the end. It's a big weekend for the Guardians. We'll get Gilbert Arenas is joining us at 1230. We all know guy was a great player. Then the whole incident in the locker room where he took out a gun. Supposedly he and another teammate were pointing guns at each other. He's on a plane. I thought it was in the locker room. I thought it was in the locker room, too. Was it? I think it was two different things. I thought it was over a card game on a plane. Right, right, right. We'll get him to clear it up, but I know he recently in his podcast spoke about John Moran, so we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about the NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Congratulations to them. What was a great final game. Not a great series because it ended in five, but it was a great game last night. So we'll get to that. The best team won. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Best and, team in the league one. And, uh, man, Jokic's brothers, those guys are scary looking, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, they've they've killed someone in their lifetime. Like, yeah. Like, let's be yeah, real. Right. Alleg- Aren't they? Is Alleg- it Alleg- a fighter or something? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, Jason, you know, that was just hyperbole. Yeah, Didn't I'm just the joking. Morris brothers yeah, want to fight them or something? Did, would you see them throwing around Mike Malone after the game last I night? Know, they were picking him up. Picking him up. Picking him up and throwing him around. It was like, a for those who have been to a bar mitzvah or a Jewish wedding, it was like, have you ever been to a Jewish wedding? 
Uh, no. Or bar mitzvah. I I wasn't invited. Where you been, Jason? Let's get with the process. You see, he didn't ask me. Oh, I, wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't. Well, no, I was asking both of you. No, no, that was just to Jason. I mean, I, I didn't get J- the invitation. Well, Jason lives on the west side, so. <laughs> As do you. You keep forgetting <laughs> that I know part. that, but. You live like 10 minutes from me. That's Two hey, cities over. Hey, I like making white people nervous. <laughs> That's true, but. You can't make me nervous. It's impossible. I don't care. At a Jewish wedding, you pick everybody, you pick the, the bride and groom up in a chair, and you go, ha. I thought know, that was I'm, an Italian thing. No, it's not an Italian. I, I thought it was let's, Greek, let's get it together, but I'm married to an Italian, and I've never yeah, seen no, it, so I guess You're that. wrong. It's not Greek. Let's get it together here. Anyway, that's what it was like. They were picking up Malone like he was in a chair going up and down, up and down. Anyway, so we'll get to all that. We're what was that chair doing again? What was the chair doing? That chair was moving, right? He wasn't in a chair. Yeah, yeah, but in the bar mitzvah, no, 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 you picked him up by again. a chair. He's okay. Or the or a Jewish wedding. Paul, uh, I gave you a chair. Nasty G. I, I, know, I know what you just did. I, I know that. what I you just got to do. Anyway, children, lot to get to. By the way, I just kind of randomly threw out this question. I was busting Earl's balls because he walked in with a Browns jersey. And for a second, I thought he was wearing a Bengals uh, sweatshirt. And I said, Earl, did you finally switch allegiances? You know? And he's like, hell no. I was like, well, I said, I said but you trade rosters in a second. And he said, no. Oh, yeah. I said, well, you're crazy. Yeah, oh. you can't you can't trade rosters. Like, there's 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 things that you can't do in this city. Wait, like, what do we show my sweatshirt for? I, we just like it. <laughs> he can't make because you're wearing like a winter sweatshirt in the middle of the summer. Well, it, be, I, it was cold in my house this morning. I thought it was cold outside. I mean, I thought, okay, good hoodie You're like day. an old man in Florida, right? But now. then I went outside. I was like, oh man, it's a lot warmer than I thought yeah. it was. But it's too late to go to change bull, now. Yeah. I gotta go. Let me think about this bull. Yeah. They're gonna do. Let's be clear. They're gonna do. We got. We go get to the to the best rosters, right? Yeah. Top five, right? Now, if you look at the Bengals, you look at the Browns. At a top five, y'all yeah. only got two out of three. Browns got the other three. Well, a, I don't think that's true. But B, the Bengals have the most important one. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. That's okay. what it's all about. You pivot. Now, okay. maybe after this year, we will feel differently if Deshaun Watson plays at that superstar level. And that's what we're getting to. You brought up two out of five, three out of five. So ESPN yesterday, I think it was Seth Walder. Was that who it was? Correct. Seth Walder of ESPN wrote a column, and he picked the core for each team, a core of five players. In other words, he picked the five best players, or at least who he sees are the five best players on each team and then ranked all 32 teams based on their five best players. Obviously position played a role in the rankings. Like if your quarterback doesn't make the list, it's going to knock you down a little bit. For example, I think San Francisco, I believe finished 10th or whatever, you know, where they might have the best non quarterback roster in the league. Man. And uh, obviously age of your best players factors in and whatever else he gave a little write up on each one. So let's see, uh, for, are we seeing where the Browns were, and then we'll see the whole list, right? Yes, yeah, so I'll give you the Browns core. Yeah. I'll give you Seth Walter's reasoning for putting the Browns where he did. Then we're going to run through all 32, and then we'll yeah. discuss whether okay. or not the Browns were properly ranked, yes. underrated, or overrated. So the five players that Seth Walter chose to include in the Browns core includes Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Joel Batonio, and Denzel Ward. Now, no real arguments on the five he chose. You mind if comment correct? on this for a second before we move on Shoot. to the next thing? Is there an argument for anybody else right now to be in the Browns core of five best players? Probably not. Now, in fairness, I mean, Amari Cooper, if I we're guess. basing it on last year, Deshaun Watson should not be on the list. Yeah, but let's be realistic. If he's not one of their five best players, then they're screwed. Right. Yes. You, you could theoretically swap Amari Cooper for Denzel Ward. I thought Cooper for Batonio. Oh, no. You think Batonio? 
You think well, Ward's better than Betonio? Do I think Ward is better than Betonio? I think he, when he's on the field, he's more impactful, yes. I think a lockdown corner is more impactful than a guard. No, oh, so, that's, so, you, that's, that's a so different. you use the well, Bulls. You, you use the Bulls logic. I like that quarterback is the most important, right? Well, you just told you I, that. no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you're going to take someone off the list, a guard versus a receiver, I is. like the list. I'm just saying, if yeah. you could, if you wanted to, you could make a case I'll for Cooper. Position, you could. I would, yeah. if I, I, I would seriously consider take putting Cooper over Ward and not Petonio. But I get where you're coming from. Because of position, in the end, I think we, I, I think, I think that list is, yeah, good. we can yeah. live with that. It's a good list, and they're all good players. Yeah, uh, with with some of them are great players, and some of them have the you know potential to be great, and and hopefully Deshaun Watson will get back to being great this year. Uh, Mikey, go ahead, give us the give us the full list now. Yeah, so I'm going to read you the reasoning oh, for yeah. why he ranked the Browns at number 11, right? And then we'll go through the entire one through 32 to determine whether or not the Browns are properly ranked, yeah. ranked too high, too low. But here's Seth Walder's reasoning for putting the Browns at number 11. These are his words from the ESPN article. A few years ago, this group could have challenged for the number one spot in these rankings. But after Watson played so poorly in his return to football in 2022, posting a total QBR of 38, it's fair to wonder whether he holds the rest of the players on this list back heading into 2023. If he gets back to his Houston level of play, Cleveland would fly up the list. That was Seth Walder of ESPN. Now, to give yeah. you guys context, he ranked the Browns number 11. Right. And we're going to run through 1 through 32. Then yeah. we'll discuss. Here's who we put. One through five. Steve, yeah. you take it full. At number one, the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City, Cincinnati at number two, Philadelphia at three, Miami at four, Buffalo at five. Here's six through ten. You have Dallas, the Chargers, the Jets at eight, the Ravens at nine, and San Francisco at ten. Then the Browns coming in at number 11, Jacksonville at 12, Minnesota, Seattle, and the Giants rounding out 12 through 15. You have the Saints at 16, the Raiders at 17, Lions at 18, Steelers, the lowest AFC North team at 19, and the Denver Broncos at 20. We have 12 more to go. The Rams, Titans, Panthers, Packers, and Bears go 21 through 25. And the last seven, the Bucks at 26, the Patriots at 27, the Commanders at 28, Texans at 29, the Colts at 30, the Falcons at 31, and the Cardinals at 32. Tough spot for the Cardinals when you're paying your quarterback that mm, much money. I know. And, and they're ranked dead and last. Even though he's, I remember reading this. Even though Murray's going to miss most of the season, he actually included him on the list. Yeah. Um, I actually think the list is very well done. If Deshaun Watson, he go in his analysis of the Browns, it says if Deshaun Watson plays like Houston, Deshaun Watson, the Browns will fly up the list. Yeah. I was looking at it. I thought if, if Deshaun Watson, if, if we put in the assumption, that, which is unfair, but if you put in the assumption that Deshaun Watson – plays Houston level, I would have them fourth, actually, behind only Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia. I'd have the Browns up to four if Watson plays at that level. Miami felt really high to me. Where's Miami? Sixth? Were they six? Miami was uh, number nine, no, number four, and they're five. I'll tell you who they have in their Can I guess? Yeah, because it's hard without seeing who the five are. Yeah, so you... it's Waddle, Hill. Correct, correct. Tua. Correct. Ramsey. Correct. Oh, yeah, good call. I forgot about Ramsey. Who's their fifth guy? I don't know. Teron Armstead, the offensive tackle. Okay. And here's what Seth Walder wrote. Their average core age, 27.6, which is on the lower end of the age spectrum. Mm -hmm. And Walder says the Dolphins' offensive core proved its potential in 22. When all four of Tua, Hill, Waddle, and Armstead were on the field, the team averaged a massive 0.24 EPA per play. For context, 
The Chiefs led the league with a 0.17 EPA per play overall. Add what Ramsey and the spice up in the means, defense, and this core looks dangerous. Points added. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all well and good, but yeah. that's awfully it, high. It comes down to what do you think of Tua? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Some people, obviously Seth Walder's one of them, like to a lot and think yeah. he's really good. Are we you, sure he can survive a season? Well, we're not, but we're not sure. You know, it's a lot of speculating. We're, again. But he punished the Browns for Deshaun's play. But he's not dinging Miami for Tua's well, but, health but history. But Tua played well when he was healthy. Okay, but he did, yes. Yeah. But they, I don't know how you can count on him going forward. Uh, he's one hit away from retirement. Like, I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't, uh, I don't either. Yeah, I, I mean, I who was fifth? Buffalo. Josh Allen, Stephon Zero Diggs, chance I'm Von Miami Miller, Tredavious White, and Matt Milano. I, I'm down on Buffalo a little bit, but yeah. no way I'm putting Miami over Buffalo. The dangerous part about it is ultimately it comes to the. I know we're just talking about the top five players, yeah, right, I mean, right, right, and not the whole roster. But but Buffalo felt like they were screwing around with Miami that whole playoff game, you know, like they weren't even playing well, and they still just like at the end said, okay, yeah, let's, let's I, but win Tua at the didn't end. play that game. Didn't the playoff right? game? Did he play Tua didn't play that game. Tua, no, Tua, Tua played, didn't he? No, I thought he did. Check I can't, that, check I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't check, check it out. There was another team that was really – who was like – can I see the 6 through 10? Because there was another team I thought that was really high. Miami – there's three that jumped out to me. is way too high. Miami. The Ravens, maybe. I mean – Well, the Saints at 16. I don't know what they've done to justify being in the top half. Ho, 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 ho. middle of the pack. The Jets is – Jaguars at 12. I don't like Jags at 12. The Jets is kind of high, man. I mean – the, the Jets, the Jets are have high. the offensive and defensive rookie of the they year. They rookies though, right? I know, but I, I assume they have Rodgers in their in their five for the Jets. They have to sure. And the running back coming back uh, from injury. I don't know if they the, have him on the list. No, the and this is funny because the Jets core is yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously thirty nine, very right. old. Then you Garrett have Wilson. Sauce Gardner, yep, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Quinnen Williams, who's about to be the highest paid defensive yeah, really tackle good. in football, yep. who's only twenty five. Garrett Wilson. Offensive rookie Fantastic. of the year. And Elijah Vera Tucker, the third-year guard. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. But he was a first-round pick who yeah, I mean, super highly rated by PFF. They, they have a standout offense, defensive lineman, a standout offensive lineman, a standout corner, and a standout wide receiver. The question is, is Aaron Rodgers – again, it, it's, all, it's all his I, – I think the list overall is pretty good. I actually would have Baltimore a little I – I think I'd have San Fran 9, the Browns 10, and Baltimore 11 – I'm fine with where Bu- Miami is. I would put them a little lower. I, w- if, I agree with you. I would put Buffalo ahead of them. Yeah. If, but I wouldn't change yeah. them that much. And I'm not huge on Tua, but. If you if you take a look at the Browns roster yeah. and look who they had, Nick Chubb is rated the third best running back according to PFF. Yeah. Miles Garrett is rated the number one edge rusher. Right. PFF. Joe Batonio is the number two interior lineman. Yeah. 
right? Right. If you swap out Denzel Ward, who is 88th overall in right. terms of, co- of score, yeah, and you put in Amari Cooper, who is 15, all of a sudden, you got Browns yeah, but, players at the top. Right, but Deshaun Watson was what? But, but Deshaun Watson, he probably, to me, I would give him an N.A. Uh, if What's you, that, Mike? Skylar Thompson played at the playoff game, not Tua. Told oh, you. Yeah. He didn't play. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Now, again, maybe he's not factoring in injuries because anybody can get hurt. Sure, uh, but I'm more likely to get hurt than Josh Allen. and You know what I mean? Like, some guys are more, and we've seen, I mean, Tua has a pretty long, I don't know. We're yeah. splitting hairs. No, no. But I, 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 I just get think that's saying. way too I, high for Miami. I would put Buffalo, I would put Buffalo ahead of him. I think, I think. The last few years, it's been fashionable to pick Buffalo, and now I think it's fashionable to, to kick to, Buffalo yes. right now. If, yes. I, if I was to say, if I, I would pick, I would pick what's the names the Dolphins skill players over the Bills. I'll right, take their skill players. To me, the the gap ultimately the biggest the biggest factor is the quarterback. To me, when you're doing a core, and so Josh Allen to me is a lot better than Tua, and that's ultimately why. Yes, I agree with you. I'd rather, but. Stephon Diggs is just as good as the Dolphins two receivers. Agreed. Dolphins have a better. They don't have a number two. They don't have a number two guy, but the fourth and fifth players on that list, I don't know. Who knows? But Allen versus Tua to me is a big edge for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And 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 where are the 49ers? They're 10 because they don't have a quarterback. And and G. Bush, their core, Bosa, Trent Williams, McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Fred Warner. And that, yeah, like that's they don't even key. have the quarterback on the list. They've got to be the only two of the top ten without bro, a quarterback in there. That is list. a top five. Listen, but they, you can't. But you're down there because the quarterback plays too big a role. I, you, I'm putting them. I'm putting them over the Cowboys automatically. They're out of here. Like uh, the Cowboys yeah. that high on that list, and they got Dak Prescott, who's done nothing. Nothing. What are you talking? No. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, in fairness. Deshaun Watson's done nothing. I mean, Lamar but, Jackson's done nothing. But the but the Browns is Tua's that, done nothing. But the Browns are appropriately located. That Brown, I would advocate for the Browns being okay. a top five right, roster. Fair. They, they, but Tua, Tua's done nothing. Yeah, that's and he's their fourth. That's nuts. That's that's high. Yeah, that's high. But yeah. I, I mean, the the, the the Niners is loaded, bro. I, I just think the the Niners. If, if if you did this exercise and couldn't didn't include quarterbacks, the Niners to me would be one. Yeah, if you took just. And obviously you because don't all five of those players you mentioned now Kittle has injury issues, but they're all top three, four. But they're at their all positions. top, yeah, top yeah. five at their position. If you were to use, and this is not, I'm not advocating to use Madden rankings by any means to do uh, a core ranking, but all four of those guys, all five of those guys are 95, 96, 97s. Yeah. You look um, at the other teams in the top five, even though some of their positional values and importance on the field. Maybe higher, like a Dak Prescott's not equally yeah. as good as a quarterback as but, Trent. But but if you look at it, yeah. like like you Dak Prescott, these guys, look where, where look where Brock Purdy was. He finished thirteenth. You know that's. I was just gonna say that. He um, played lights out. Brock Purdy played very well. Now the assumption is he that because off? he was a seventh round pick and because it's the Niners, that it's an anomaly, right. and it might be. However, this idea that everybody that plays for Shanahan plays great. Maybe the stupidest take I've ever heard. Trey Lance didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Still ain't doing nothing. Jimmy Garoppolo is the only quarterback that's played well in San Francisco before Purdy for Shanahan. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo was clearly a game manager. He wasn't putting up big stats. He won games. Kudos to him. Yeah. This kid Purdy 
put up huge numbers. Now, he's got to prove it again, especially because he was a late-round pick. But who's to say he's not the next every, <coughs> every once in a while? I'm not saying he's going to be Brady. Let me make that clear. Obviously. But, but yes. every once in a while, there's a quarterback drafted late that becomes a good NFL player. It happened with Brady. It's happened to, not to the Brady level, but to some degree with Kirk Cousins. Tony, I know he was the seventh-round pick. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Uh, if Brock Purdy does it again this year, I, if I'm them, if Purdy's healthy, I'm 100% starting him over Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. I just found a little... I don't care tri- what have I gave up for. I got Lance. a trivia question. Yeah. There's a quarterback out here where you would never expect to do this. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the PFF grades last year, yeah. this quarterback um, had a better passer rating than Tua, Gino Smith, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Purdy we just talked about, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers... Had a better quarterback rating or a better PFF Dak, grade? PFF grade. A Dak Prescott. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I know where you're going with this, G. And that's a dirty trick to play on people. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> My man and your man, Jacoby Brissett. Do you know he finished last year with the sixth highest PFF grade? What was his passing grade specifically? I don't care 75.2. What's that? 75.2. Where does he rank in just passing? 75, just to point two. Let's, let's give you that. Because his overall grade, I don't uh, give a crap about. He 12. came in 12. All right. Well, that's not bad, 12. That ain't bad at all. It does create some so – it, it does make you look at PFF and say, eh, but his, I like PFF. Hey, his run grade is a 91.5. All them sneaks, bull. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's why the total grade doesn't matter. To Sneak me, God. <laughs> well, a couple things. One, yeah. I've always said people put way too much stock in PFF. Way too much stock. But the flip side of that is, Kevin Stefanski is not that bad, guys. Like, see, you stuck that get, one in. I knew he was going to. I didn't, if, I didn't if he see can it. get that out of Jacoby Brissett, I, I think if he we, can make Baker look confident, yeah. guys, like, open your eyes. I, I, I've been trying we, to tell you. I think we all agree <laughs> that Jacoby Brissett played as well as yes, we could have expected. Absolutely. For the most part. Better, I, I don't think anybody Better than I expected. I'm not saying he's a top 10 NFL quarterback, but he was better than I no, thought. No, he was way better than any of us realistically thought he would Very sneaky. Very sneaky. Where was Baker Mayfield uh, in those passer oh, rankings? Pass. <laughs> oh, this was this he ahead is... of anybody? Uh, let me see. Where Baker I did a Baker at. tweet for the first time in months yesterday, and two people got so mad at me. Well, thirty seventh. I, I did catch thirty seventh. Thirty seventh. There's only thirty two teams. How many? How many guys are on the list? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back. Make yeah. sure. I, I did hit. you notice the Bucks twenty sixth with Baker? 26th on that list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, I'm sure Baker's not even – is Baker even in the list? Is he on there five? He You're gonna, you guys are going to hate this. Yeah. He's, it's higher than uh, – And when I say Watson. this <laughs> – Oh, God. I, I'm just glad G said it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. G, G, Watson, G just was, said Watson was behind Baker. Uh, his, his, yeah. His, <laughs> That's rough. Watson it, sucked. It was yeah, a 50 – no, is that run or pass? That's pass. Yeah. So, 51.6 yeah. for Deshaun Watson, a 52.2. Yeah, they both sucked ass. For uh, one Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they both sucked ass last year. But Baker's overall grade was a uh, 50. Yeah, he can't run. <laughs> and uh, Deshaun was with 55. So, yeah, there you go. Well, so, so real quick, so we yeah. have now surveyed the NFL landscape. Yes. The Browns came in at 11. Bull, you have no issue with where they're ranked. G, you had no issue with where they're mm-hmm. ranked. Jason, are you in line with Bull and G that – 11 feels about right for the Browns core. Yeah, give or take one or two spots. I don't I don't think that's far off. I was curious. I never asked about uh, who were in the Ravens' top five, just out of curiosity. The Lamar. Players? Yeah, obviously Lamar. Lamar, Mark Andrews, yeah. Marlon Humphrey, Roquan Smith, and Ronnie Staley. No Odell? 
Fifteen million dollar yeah, Odell? Right. He's not in the top five. A, that's actually a sneaky good list right there. I mean, Marlon Humphrey is one of the best corners in the league. Yep. Mark Andrews after Kelsey is probably the best tight end in the league. Yeah, maybe Kittle if he's healthy. Um, uh, Ronnie Stanley's a great offensive lineman, and then Roquan, Roquan Smith, Smith had a huge impact. Their defense, yeah, was I, way I would better. With I'd leave the Ravens above the Browns. Yeah, right now. I, I said the Browns should be higher, but again, it's all about Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun plays like Houston, Deshaun, the Browns are a top five, top five core. Yeah, if they don't. Y'all scared of the Ravens? Like, like, do the Ravens? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Scared of the Ravens? Yes. Yes. Not. I'm scared of every team in the division. Are you kidding me? By, by the way, they should have put Justin Tucker in that list. That dude is a bona fide well, weapon of master structure. That's true. Yeah. If he lines up, you're gone. Yeah. If he's on the field, you're dead. It's like it's like Jordan on the court with three seconds. Three left, seconds. Man. You yeah. might as well turn the TV off. Just go, <laughs> go hang out with the kids outside, bro. It's over. Yeah, I mean. He's that good. Uh, I trade a first round pick for him. Oh, for sure. Yes. A first round pick. first. Yes. First. For Justin Tucker? Yes. yes. Have no. y'all lost your damn mind? No. You know, NFL games come down to three points or less. All the time. Every game. He's you, the best to ever do it. You see how many times he done beat us by no. himself? How many first round picks bust compared to a dude that you know, if you're 55 and in, he's going to make it nine times out of ten. We, random guards and tackles. We drafted two linemen. Cam Irving? <laughs> Just because you've made Danny Shelton first round pick, but picks in general in the first round. What's the hit rate? What's the hit rate on a first round pick in the I'm NFL? Not tra- I'm not trading the first round pick for a kid. No, I, that would. Dude, I would. Hunter, that dude, that that's dude. the only one I would. Yeah, but that's for him. It. Yes. They Jen Kowski got picked up in the first round. That was stupid. Hey, listen, Phil. Look, it was stupid. He was a good kicker. You wouldn't trade a first round pick for a Hall of Famer, bro. Okay. He's not gonna be in the Hall. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Famer. I've never put Justin any- Tucker. Who? I would. I mean, he's gonna be in the Hall. That's of Famer. a bad yes. take, but I would never put any kickers or punters. I would trade a first round pick They're for Hall of players. Famer all oh, the time. Not really football. You know, you, time, you know how many points this man put on the board? Like, think about it. If you had a defense, right, it would change the way you played. Period. You would not be if you had a dominant defense and Justin Tucker, which the Ravens have done. They're was just going to be good. Was Tucker the kicker when they won the Super Bowl? Or was it- yeah, I think so. I the think most recent with Joe Flacco? Huh? The most recent one with Joe Flacco? Yeah. yeah. No, they won from 20 years ago. He could have been that too. <laughs> I, I think Matt Stover was the only leftover player that won a championship in 2001, I think. Uh, the kicker for the Browns. I think he was the only overhaul, but... Yeah, he, Tucker's been here all the time. I mean, he's kicking. No, I didn't, know, I didn't remember what year yeah, he was. was year. He was the Super Bowl kicker that year. Okay. Okay. He's a five-time All-Team, uh, first-team All-Pro, and a three-time second team. I mean, he's a great player. He is a Hall-Famer. If you go to put kickers in there, obviously you put him. Eight. If you, you can't put kickers in the Hall of Fame, then don't put closers in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah that's, not, that's not a good comparison. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. It is. They pitch true. one inning. They pitch one inning. Maybe well, a, couple. a lot of the closers in the Hall of Fame pitch more than one inning back in the day. All right, fair, true. But yeah. the closers like Rivera and on – Pitch one inning. If yeah. you're gonna put them in the Hall of Fame, you gotta put kickers in the Hall of Fame. There, if you got, if, if it's late in the game, there's two pe- people I fear. Yeah, Tom Brady and Justin Tucker. Because if they, got, I put Mahomes on that list. Yeah. Justin Tucker more than Mahomes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I kind of left Mahomes out of there, but yeah, obviously Pat Mahomes is, is the uh, new Tom Brady. I still, so I, yeah, I, I can't do it, man. 
You know, how many games you just if you're on the field you're on the team and cashing a check Bengals you're now, in the league silly, and, and you're eligible the, the Bengals let's think about it Bengals you, have a great kick I know I'm saying they didn't how, have, have how, a first round pick how many times have you played we, we for the Browns perspective and the Bengals perspective. Bengals kicker the year they went to the Super Bowl made every kick made how, every mm-hmm. field goal yep. but when they, they drafted him in the sixth round or fifth round how, okay how, when how Brock co- Purdy was drafted in the seventh doesn't matter where you're taking how confident are you if he gets on the field like even watching the Bengals, Justin Tucker rolls out there. You're like, damn. We done uh, you know the and the Bengals kicker uh, wasn't as good last year. He missed some kicks, but generally, until uh, for the most part, I'm I'm confident he's going to make that kick. I'm talking about how confident are you that you're going to lose if Justin Tucker's oh, lining up? Yeah, I think it's over. <laughs> Didn't he miss a big kick last year? Though? He did. He missed <laughs> a kick here. He right. missed a kick here. He missed yeah. two here. I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you guys, I think, are crazy, but you, but you maybe not because the Browns have wasted a lot of picks on shitty players. Yes. So. Uh, we uh, got two more Browns. And by the way, you mentioned to Cam to... Irving. You forgot about, you forgot about the worst draft oh, there's... ever of Justin Gilbert it, and Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel in the same year. I mean, if you want to go through the list of first oh round God. picks that have been wasted here, thousands. All right, Mike. Who's uh, the we linebacker got two more Browns like topics size? today, and the first is Cam brought Wendley? to us by our good friends down in Canton at the USFL. This is the last regular season home game of the season coming up this weekend. You can check out Boogie. Take on the New Jersey Generals with a playoff spot on the line. Check out USFL.com for all your ticket needs. By the way, we were at this game, a bunch of us. and I had so a good time. It was fun. We did have a good time. It was beautiful weather. We, got, we sat in the shade. and uh, So Jason sitting in front of me with his son and his son's friend. <laughs> and I sit, <coughs> I sit down. And his son's name is AJ, 12, 13. Just turned 13. Just, just turned 13. So, and I've, I've met him before, but I hadn't seen It's been a couple of months. Super Bowl. Months, Super Bowl was probably the last time you saw him. No, I wasn't there. You were there. Oh. So it was the Ohio State Ohio State game, game yeah. in November. So it's been about eight months. Yeah. Right? And I see the friend. And last and you knew, I was bringing my oldest and AJ. I thought you were bringing both bringing Alex and AJ. Right. Yeah. So, and I don't think I've met your older son, have I? No, I don't think you have. What you're about to say. What? Gabby thought the exact same thing. Yeah. The exact same so thing. So I sit down. I'm sitting behind Jason, his son, and his son's friend. And his son's friend's like half the size of his son. And uh, and he goes, this is – what was his name, the other kid? Sebastian. He goes, this is Sebastian. He's been AJ's friend forever. I say, where's AJ? <laughs> I didn't even recognize him. The kid is huge. <laughs> He's got a deep, much deeper voice than Mike. He's got it's a little mustache close. there. It's not even close. Yeah, he's I mean, he's it's a crazy. And I just met him eight months ago, and I didn't even recognize him. And then once he turned around, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see the face. But he was so big that I thought he was Jason's, what, your other son's like 20? 21. 21. Yeah, I thought he was just 21 Mike, I'm, I'm sending you the picture I took of them. You can put it on. I mean, it's freaking crazy. AJ. They're so, the same age, those two same kids? Same age. Same age. His friend's like. I mean, maybe his friend is small for his small. age. Yeah, but, but AJ's enormous. Yeah, yeah he it's, it's like ridiculous. He's like, they, they ran a 40 after the game. All the kids went down the field yeah. ran a 40. Yeah. I think AJ beat every kid on the field. Hey, man, I like, thought. he's a freak. I don't know why. I don't know where it came exciting. from. exciting. I don't, I don't know where it came from. I don't from. know why I thought this was true. I thought you said uh, after the game, they drank a 40. I was like, dang, man. He, Jason's he, 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 the, he, he the coolest dad I yeah. ever seen. He drank a King Cobra. He probably wouldn't get carded if he walked into a <laughs> bar. Right. Mike got carded. Mike and his girlfriend got carded at the field. Yeah, they all decide. Yeah. I didn't get served at a bar like a month ago. They're they like, had you're a not, fake ID, right? Yeah, they're like, you're not 30. I'm like, no, trust me. 
I'm 30. I hate to admit it, but it's uh, sad. All right. But you're we got two tops we got to get to real quick, though. though. Yeah. 20 years, On a more serious note. It. That's right. The charges against Perrion Winfrey were dismissed. He was facing a misdemeanor assault charge. You could take graphic full. He completed a pretrial conversion program, and according to Harris County court documents, the charges have been dismissed, walks away empty-handed. What was he accused of doing again? I don't even remember. Misdemeanor assault on a girl he was dating. Caused um, bodily injury during an argument yeah. with a woman he was dating. All right, listen. There you H- go. Here's the bottom line. I'll say, for me, guys, the same thing I've been saying that I, 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 for years I had one opinion on this, and a few years ago I changed my mind. I've been saying this consistently since Deshaun Watson. To me, if the guy's allowed to play, he's allowed to play. I separate the player from the person. I can think a player's a scumbag and still root for him to win. You can decide not to do that. You do whatever the hell you want. Now, I'm, I don't know enough about this case to know what really happened. But if he can play, then okay. The Browns don't have to cut. They're not cutting him or anything. But I will say this. Perrion Winfrey ain't Deshaun Watson. Perrion Winfrey's just a guy. And if he doesn't get his shit together soon, his ass is going to be kicked to the curb. Hey, man. Listen. And it's all about football. Hey, you know, you got uh, you did what you needed to do before that. But just take it with a grain of salt and say, look, you got an opportunity uh, to, to really lock in now. And hopefully, you know, this is a wake up call. Then even if it, nothing really happened or you didn't get charged, it gives you opportunity to reevaluate what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Really lock in and understand like, okay, I, I got, you know, I, I'm not going to say I got to get out of jail free card, but he, you know, he did what he needed to do according to the law and according yeah. to the courts. But you got to realize you got an opportunity here to do something great and to feed your family and your kids and take care of your family. Uh, or, or, and, and so you don't got to go back to those situations where you came from. So at the end of the day, lock in, bro. Take it like don't squander the opportunity. Yeah. Lock in. They brought in 97 D tackles. I was just going to say that the Browns, if I if I remember correctly, have added six defensive linemen between free agency and the draft. I believe. I think it's six. It might even be seven. Uh, if you're any defensive lineman on this roster that was here before this year, besides Miles Garrett, your job's on the line. And you got to think of it that way. And if you don't play like, if you don't play in mini camp and training camp and preseason, like your job's on the line, well, you're going to lose your job. And he can't get hurt. No hurt. All that yeah. is no. And you got to be on the field. That's See, right. that's the thing. He put himself behind the eight ball. Now he got to play over his ability mm-hmm. to now be like counted on. We got no patience for him. The the charges were dismissed because he completed a diversion program. They weren't dismissed yeah. because there was a lack of evidence or right. because mm-hmm. they, they were they were dismissed because he went through whatever program. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, I agree with you. I had to say I wrote that after they signed Kareem Hunt. If you're yeah. upset with the Browns for signing Kareem Hunt, blame the league because right. once the league says he's eligible, yeah. what are you going to do? You're either going to sign the guy or another team's going to sign him and use him to beat you, and then you're going to get fired. Yeah. So yeah. which 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 right, is that's it. it? But in the case of a guy like Perry on Winfrey. The juice isn't worth the squeeze no. as far as I'm concerned. There's maturity issues there. We've talked about it before. This, the smoke that's out there around him in terms of, like, things that happened at Oklahoma, not all of it's even come to light of just some of the things that he's been involved in in the past. I just I, – I, he's not worth it to me. No. I think that they've brought enough players that are as good or better than him. I thought he did show a little something last year and uh, thought, you know, he's got some growing up to do. Let's see how he handles himself. Well, this is how he handles himself. He got in trouble again. Yeah. And again, the charges weren't dismissed because of lack of evidence. Right. They were dismissed because he completed a program. He's not worth it to me. I would move on. And, you know, Andrew Berry has – a lot of people have complained, myself included, that he has 
been unwilling to cut his own draft picks, right? Last year, he finally cut one of his own draft picks. But if it's possible that two guys from last year's draft, Perrion Winfrey and David Bell, could both be cut. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. And yeah. I, I actually think that's a sign of a healthy organization. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, because you, not everyone should You realize should you made a mistake. Especially yeah, you don't want to do that, that happening all the, all the time. time. Right, right. But you got sometimes you got to realize you made a mistake and move on. And Obvi- that means that you have a lot of talent on the roster. If you have fifth and sixth round picks, fourth, fifth round, sixth, sixth round picks making the team every year, that shows a lack of talent. That's it's, true. It's it's actually the other you, way. You know what that you know what that shows? <laughs> I, I've been preaching it forever. Finally, maybe y'all have come around. I've been telling y'all there are seasons where people don't actually be trying to win. Last year was a gentleman's punt. You how like the indictment is you went out there with Schwartz, yeah. Bell, Winfrey, Togi, yeah. and Broughton. Nobody in. So now your job's on the line. That's right. Now look at l- listen, keep that same energy. Now you did an overhaul to T line. All of a sudden, David Bell went from somebody from Purdue. We thought we could really. Now all of a sudden, they talk about him getting cut. That yeah. just goes to show you. Last year, when Deshaun Watson got 11 games, they said, "Up, oh, gentlemen's punt. We ain't we ain't signing nobody. We gonna roll all of this over and do whatever it takes." And now, okay, some people can say that you should do that because you weren't gonna win anyway. However. When you lose a year, it puts you behind the eight ball, boo. Now, now you got six, seven games, right. and it's kind of it's 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 yeah. tough. Everybody's job is on the line. Not only these players, but the coach and the GM as well. All right, we have a logo. The Browns have a new logo, Mikey. They do, and this came from a list of five finalists. Anthony, give me the finalists first to remind the good people. Stevie, take tag board full. These were the five finalists <clears throat> that fans submitted to be the new dog pound logo. For the Cleveland Browns, and after a two-week I think vote. When we first looked at it, G, didn't you say you liked the two on the right? Or am I remembering nope. that right? I like the one, and if we're playing tic-tac-toe, I like the one in the top left-hand corner. Oh, top one left. One in the bottom right-hand corner. Top I, left and bottom uh, The bottom right is the one that won, right? Yes. And right. that is And true, I was Anthony? ecstatic. I was ecstatic. So does this one? I truly he looks don't know a little the like the predator. His jowls look a but little. But does like this the one? Is this one supposed to have like the subliminal message? This has all it? the subliminal messages built in. All right, correct. I don't see any of them. So help me out. I what guess are the I'm subliminal messages? Like so there are eight spikes on the collar to represent Cam from Canada's favorite stat: the eight championships the Browns have won throughout their. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Big Nuggets. First of all, I got I got to do a read. This UCSS read is brought to you by the Illuminati. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Hidden secrets. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know the ones off the top of my head, but in the top left corner of his ear, that's supposed to be the state of Ohio. I don't know how they get rid of that being Ohio. It looks more like no, a heart in the top left than Ohio. Ear. That, that looked like Ohio. that looked like top pit. left hand corner. in his ear. The, the orange part of the ear it looks like a heart to me. That, that is supposed to be Ohio. That looked like the that looked like Pangea. All right, I don't see that. That's ridiculous. Go There's ahead. a couple more here. Anthony, you want to chime in on something? Yeah, his mouth is supposed to be the guardian bridge, if you look at it. I see it. You okay. got to use your third eye, boo. There's a guitar pick down <laughs> on his collar as well. Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I see, see it. That. I don't see it. There's Nothing a bunch, about his face being more. like the, the predator hair. His face predator. actually it looks, kinda like, looks like Darth Vader. It, his, his, his nose and mouth with the dots, it kind of looks like an American flag, black and white. I don't know. Uh, the top of the nose is supposed to be a football, too. I remember seeing that. Can I see that again, the football? 
Yeah, hold this, Steve. I just found a, I an article that. from WKYC. Here. I love it. Hey, listen. The, so the white it. in the middle is the helmet stripe. Got you. Just yeah. like a Browns helmet. Yeah. yeah. There's a football for his nose. It's shaped like a football. Yep. If you the look closer. The yeah. Guardian the Bridge. Ball. The eight spikes on the collar show the Browns championship history, which they've won eight championships in their franchise history. Don't forget. The dog pound uh-huh. and the logo of the – uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is on the collar. That's a guitar pick, as Anthony mentioned. So, yeah, there's a lot of subliminal right. messages built in here. First and of all, this, this was a local artist submitted. Is that right? Do we yes. know who did it? Yeah, do, do, have they announced who, who drew it? I have not seen the name of who did this. First, I'll be honest. I have not I think seen pretty it. pretty good. Nah, first, like first and foremost, I you said that was one of the ones you like. Cleveland Browns do a better job, man. Put that artist out there, man. See, y'all, I'm, I'm a self-promoter. You, that person that came up with this beautiful logo, I love the logo. Oh, you love it. I'm yeah. sure. Shout them out. They'll probably trot them out for the opener or something. There you like go. That. Give them I'm, for, I'm and, sure. And, yeah, they're they not going to get no residuals, but mm. like that. <laughs> No merchandising, but no. they get some hot dogs. All you can eat seats. <laughs> Come out with the flag. By the way, <laughs> on a semi but not really related note, you get the guitar. You get bass the guitar. Oh, I held the flag one time. Oh my gosh! By the way, because this happened again. Did recently. you run over Brandon Whedon? No. Okay. Whenever Sorry, a fan ahead. gives a ball back to a baseball player that 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 fan could have made money off of, people <laughs> people I don't know what the hell's going on. People are like, what a great job giving that money back. And if the guy tries to keep it for money, people get mad at them. The dumbest thing. The players are all rich. Yeah. The owners are all rich. Yeah. If I get a baseball that's worth a million dollars or half a million dollars, I'm not giving it to the player. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. In the words of the wire, the game is the game. That's right. Always. It's a business. That's what they tell us all the time, right? Exactly. It's a business. It's always a business, except when the fan has a baseball. Then they're a piece of crap if they keep it. And you a sucker if you don't even even come to them and be like, I got you. Don't even worry about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, give them something worthwhile, bro. Aaron Judge, give me a million dollars. How much did that ball go before? No, I don't even remember. I don't remember. I, I can't even remember what the ball was, but I remember seeing the story again recently. And people are like, he did the right thing. Yeah, he gave up. He could have paid for his son to go to college or yeah. his daughter to go to college, whatever. All right, two things real quick, Probably Steve. Take tag board full real quick. Stupid, These man. are the actual <laughs> things in case we missed any. Ohio's in the top left corner. Football okay. for the nose. There's an east end zone, a guitar pick, the spikes for the championships, the guardian bridge, uh, something with a dog pound in the helmet, and then the stripe matches the helmet. So is this all confirmed or no? Yeah, this is from the, this is from the Browns. Oh, this is actually oh, from the Browns Twitter. They tweeted oh, cool. this out. Well, and Houston Mark is the designer, by the way. Houston Mark. Yeah, Houston Mark. Okay. I have no other information on him besides his name is Houston Mark. Sounds made uh, up. I'm and a- real quick, we asked the internet what they thought of the new Browns dog pound logo. Whenever we tell you what the internet says, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils, you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. 84% say they are big fans of the new logo. Only 16% say they are not. Well, I need McNuggets. I need to talk to the Browns. First of all, you guys get destroyed for a lot of things, right? Yeah. Um, the Browns. I want to thank you for bringing the fans in on this and creating a super sweet, dope logo. I like it because for a lot of years, like y'all, y'all, the baby boomers, all y'all old people, y'all. I like the traditional. Ain't nobody checking for that. You lost all them traditional. Fa- all these kids, y'all lost half the kids to losing games. So at least you can give them something nice to look at. The Browns were the only team without a, a, a logo, 
cheerleaders, a band, a fight song, nothing. We just had that orange helmet. Yeah. At least we got this. Now, I listen, you did that. Guess what? Yeah. I wanted him to take a step further. You don't understand every time I step in these streets as the people's champ, they say, G. Bush, when is we getting alternates? When is the alternates coming? I said, I don't know when the alternates is coming. Give these people some alternates. I watch the Cincinnati Bengals in the White Tiger Power Rangers uniform. I'll be sick to my stomach. <laughs> I'll be sick when I be seeing the Kansas City Chiefs and, and, and all them other guys, not the Chiefs, but the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Chargers. I love them. I love them uniforms, man. Yeah. Just give us some, give us some grays, man. And then give us something or some oranges. Let the fans get in with that, Matt man. Helmets, Matt helmets. Yeah. Give me give me a shiny helmet. Yeah. Give me a silver. Come on, Jason. And to your point, though, <laughs> you're right. The Browns, usually when they do stuff like this, they douche it up. Yes. Like they F it up. 99 times out of 100, but I think they nailed it. Here. They nailed I it. I think they did. I, my, I think the dog pound died with the old stadium. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. not. Oh, it's not coming back. It did. Yeah, sure. So the but whole it's a cool logo. It's a it, cool. Like the, yeah. the logo they picked is cool. I think yeah. it's really Sweet. cool. Yeah, I just I'm I just think that the dog thing is tired and overused because it doesn't exist anymore. You like it better than Elf? Oh, 100% better than the elf. Yeah. So, the elf, so is, the elf is going away. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going away, but the dog is an upgrade over the elf. Yes. For sure. Whoever thought that an elf was menacing and intimidating no. for football. Hey, elf's a big M- wuss. All right, let's, let's, let's switch gears, talk some baseball. Go ahead, McNuggets. All right, we got a baseball topic before yeah. Greg Newsom joins us and then yeah. Gilbert Arenas, a jam-packed, star-studded second hour here yeah. at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. But we got to talk a little Gardens. They were off last night. Yeah. They played the Padres in San Diego tonight. And during their most recent homestand, the bats were electric. They have the most hits, the most runs, and the second-highest batting average in Major League Baseball since the homestand started. So what I want to ask you guys yeah. is whether you're going to buy or sell some of the guys in the lineup okay. continued hot hitting moving forward. So over the last two weeks, five guys in particular in this lineup have been red hot. And we're going to do a little happy face, sad face, buy, sell on whether or not you believe that – not necessarily at the pace they've been at for two weeks, yeah. But whether or not it's an indication of yes. better hitting or worse than it could. By the way, the, the Guardians need to trade for another hitter. I don't care how hot they are for the last few weeks, and I love that they're hitting now. They need to trade for another hitter. If you <coughs> if you're on Twitter or our mess chat saying, "Oh, the hitting's fine now," you're a loser and you're wrong. No offense. That, that's his first loser in a long go. time. Long time. I don't mean to call you a loser. You're not a loser. You're a winner for watching this show, but it's a it's a bad take. Other outside Gotta of that, train for <laughs> outside of that, Gotta outside of two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Are right, you guys go. ready? Who do we we got? have five players, and just to explain the graphic first, on the left side of the graphic, you will see their stats from the last 15 days. On the right side of the graphic you will see their season totals. So are you buying the continued hot hitting or are you selling? You think they'll regress back to what they've seen so far this season. And we start with Josh Bell. In the last 15 days, Bell is hitting 333. He has two homers, nine RBIs, and an OPS of 970 on the season. He's only batting 236. He only has five homers in total and an OPS of 707. Buying or selling the continued hot hitting of one Josh Bell. Again, this is not a perfect system because nobody's going to stay as hot like as these guys. So I don't, I don't love the way you put it, Mike, to be honest. I think you dropped the ball a little bit on this one. I think you're dropping the ball as your main host <laughs> right now. Are you buying or selling? But this I'm, wasn't I'm, a monologue. Bro. I'm going to buy. buy or sell. I'm going to buy. You know what's so crazy? I'll buy it because I don't even think that last 15 is that hot. I need I need Jose Ramirez hot. I Three home runs in a game hot. Two in a game hot. I expect Josh Bell. I thought he'd have a good year. Uh... He's always been a bad starter. 
uh, you know, the beginning of the year. He's oh, April's always been his worst month. I expect him to finish, maybe not with the home runs we expected, but with, you know, I don't think he'll be as bad as he was the first six weeks of the season the rest of the way. So I'm going to buy. I am selling Josh so. Bell. I I was in favor of the signing when it happened. I'm very concerned about it now because of the option year. This could be a $33 million mistake oh, yeah. if it if it goes so- south. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was in April, but I don't think he's going to continue all right, I Ryan. Think it's Carlos. San- Carlos Santana got better numbers than that, mm. and we used to laugh at Santana. He's a good player. Santana was Carlos good. Santana, I, uh, he was. But we never, never once did we come in. Carlos Santana, no, mm. not like he's regular. Yeah, but I mean, he's not a great player. I we expect him to. Be I would expect him to, to be decent or not, not decent. I, I expect a lot more power. It good hasn't been there. power. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Next up is Josh Naylor, who has been on an absolute heater over the last two weeks. In his last 15 days, Josh Naylor is batting 438. He's mashed a home run at 16 RBIs and an absurd 1.119 OPS on the season. He's still been the Guardians' best hitter. He has eight home runs. He's hitting 282 with 48 RBIs. OPS just under 800. By the way, if 791 is your best OPS, that's not good. Like, that's... Above average. That's right. good. You know, that's right. fine. It but shouldn't it's not, be your number one. It shouldn't be your number one. 791 OPS is, is pretty good, but not great. Uh, I mean, I think Josh Naylor is what he is. He's a good major league player who can't hit lefties, and that prevents him from being potentially an all-star caliber player. I guess I'll say, okay. I mean, he can't stay this hot. He's not going to hit 438. Right. But no. Overall, I think he's going to be pretty good the rest of the year, so I'll say yes. I'm going to come with this, but I'm, let me preface this. This frown is for your glove work. Your glove work. Oh, my gosh. You'd be out here losing, um, Naylor. Yeah, he quit his toss game to first base. This guy, he misses a lot of routine plays, but guess what? I don't care nothing about that. You play first base in DH. Who cares if you miss have errors? No one cares about your fielding prowess. Continue to stroke the ball and continue to knock runs in. I like it. He he on pace for a decent year. He's on pace. Forty eight RBIs leads the team, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, it does. Before I reveal, yeah, real quick, did you guys see Texas Stanford last night? I did not. No, that was so pain. Well, as an A and M fan, it was awesome to watch. Texas lost oh, Stanford advanced going to the to the College World Series right. on a routine fly ball that he every outfielder it. lost he, in the sky. Uh, I I did see that one play. Unbelievable. It, yeah. it, it, the panic. By the way, the people don't get it. The panic in your life when someone hits a fly ball and, and you can't, you can't know you I've don't know where there. it's going. I've been there. It's, it's horrifying. It's, it's like losing your kid in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Billy! Yeah, Billy, where yeah, are you at? <laughs> Get out of the close racks. Don't play like that. <laughs> uh, I will buy Josh Naylor because early on when his numbers were not great, he, a lot of it was unlucky. If you look at the advanced metrics, he just it was unlucky. He was hitting the ball well, not lefties. We've already t- discussed that. <laughs> yeah. But just in general, his overall numbers were sagging a little bit. And I think that's now regressing to the mean in terms of a good way. Yeah. Whereas some of the hard hit balls he had early in the year are falling now for hits. Yeah. Josh Naylor is going to be just fine. I mean, I'm I think we Naylor. know what Josh Naylor yeah, is. Yeah, we know what he is. He puts up pretty consistent numbers yeah. year after year. That's what he, you know, he is what he is, which is pretty good. Go ahead, Mikey. Next up, my personal hero, my <laughs> best friend, future president of the United States, future seven-time AL MVP, wow. Will Brennan. In the last 15 days, Silly Willie, at Silly Willie 18, 
at Mike Lucas's best friend. Is hitting 408 <laughs> with two home runs, eight RBIs, and an OPS just under 1100 yeah. on the season. He's hitting 267 with four homers, 19 RBIs, and a 708 OPS. Since he killed the bird, he has been phenomenal. Are you buying yeah, and selling? Yeah, he was extremely clutch. <clears throat> By the way, in that Friday night game, did you guys watch to the end? We yes. talked about this yesterday. Yeah, well, we talked about it at the field, but the, our audience doesn't know this. All-time dumb move, all-time dumb move by Dusty Baker, not walking Will Brennan in the 14th with David Fry on deck. David Fry should not be on a major league roster. I think we all know that. I don't know why he's on this roster. I have no idea. Just Well, he's on the roster because they need a guy on the roster that they don't mind never playing. Right. As opposed to their good hitters. Well, I think they want the flexibility to be able to hit for the deep, p- pinch hit for the catcher well, maybe if and you have just, another catcher. If you called up O'Neill, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Well, How about very that? true. Very How true. about that? How about we DFA two of these three catchers I'm, and call up O'Neiller? I'm but not arguing that. Why Dusty Baker did not walk Will Brennan with a runner, with a, nobody on first, and David Fry, who had just grounded into a double play the at-bat before and doesn't have a single RBI, I have no idea. So clutch by Will Brennan. I like Will Brennan, but he's got a lot more to prove. I, I, I You know... That I, I would, I would, I like Will Brennan. I hate to say this, but he may need to be part of a trade to get a hitter. I, you know, and I'm fine with that. Um, so there you go. Can we get Nolan Jones back, by the way? On a tear yeah. in Colorado. Here's what I'm going to say. I like Will Brennan. I like him. Um, I think that 408 um, and those two home runs, RBIs, here's what I'm going to say. I think this shows me that he could be somebody. What I want you to do in the offseason season. I need him to hit these weights tough. I need him to get stronger because I feel like I can stretch him. I feel like at one time, I'm going to give him him that Brady Anderson game, allegedly. Um, And I think he can hit 30 home runs. I think he got a frame that he could put a little weight on. He can get a little stronger. I like his swing. He, he He doesn't strike out a ton. I like him in right field. And I think he could be a sneaky development type guy for a power hitter. So I like Will Brennan. Keep doing your thing, bro. And uh, get, eat these sandwiches, creatine sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I think Brennan's an everyday player in the majors. I, th- I don't know that he's going to ever make an all-star game. Sorry, Mikey. But I think he's kind of that Josh Naylor mold of just a solid mm-hmm. a solid guy that you can build your team around. He could play all three spots, really. Uh, Bull hates Miles Straw. Brennan could be your center fielder of the future if you trade for a bat. It's inexcusable. And, but and Tito the, loves him. The you, defense <clears throat> of Miles Straw, because he plays a good center field, when every center pl- fielder plays a good center fielder, almost everyone. It's a position you don't play unless you're great in the field. I, of course, I would like to see them upgrade the spot, but yeah. I don't think Miles Straw is the reason that they've struggled this year. It's, it's a wrap. Brendan's not going nowhere. If Tito touches your shoulders in the dugout yeah. and massages you up like this, ah, I'm playing around with you. I like Will Brennan. He's I'm not going nowhere. If I have to trade him oh, to I would get trade the him. guy yeah. I want, yeah. I'll trade him. For sure. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, next up is Jose Ramirez, who has seen a recent power surge. In his last 15 games, Jose's batting 305, has four home runs, is driven in 12 runs, and has a 959 OPS, as opposed to the full season where he's batting 278 with 10 homers, 38 RBIs, and a point. 842 oh, so OPS. Jose has the best OPS. Over a nailer. Buying or yeah. selling the recent hot yeah, streak I mean, for Jose Ramirez. I mean, the guy's been consistently uh, all He's an MVP candidate. Uh, see, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to keep calling you out, Jose. Um, but you keep hitting the baseball after I call you out. Listen, I'm like, what happened to Jose? Is this bat? Is, what is his bat? His swing looking trash right now. He's yeah. actually balling. 
The other day, Sneaky I said ball. he's been having a bad season for him. Yeah, for and him. Then he had three and home then runs. 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 And then yeah. it all changed. Yeah. I don't think he's having a bad year. I think he was having a down year, I think is what we saw, what I saw. A bad on. year for him. For him. His it, standards it are so high. I mean, the, the bad year for him was a couple years ago when he couldn't hit a ball fair. He had a horrendous slump a couple years ago. That was yeah, a bad whole, year. It was like the whole. The whole, like half of one season yeah. and half of another. Right, like right, stretched right. over two. And we don't even talk about it. He got, he got a nice glove, too. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We don't oh, be, he's we, terrific. Actually. We don't be talking yeah. about play, that. I was there the other night, the night of the three home run game. I went to the game. Man, I, and the play he made defensively at third that, that night. That was sick. Terrific. And he had the straight face when they would slow it down. He'd be having a straight face and everything. Yeah. Like, he's the dude that comes in and be like, hey, I got my friend Jose coming to the bar. You better not mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in like, yeah. He's I'm badass. Mike, last one. Last but not least, the fifth and final guardian who has been on another world offensively over the last two weeks is one Andres Jimenez, the Guardians' $100 million man heading into the season. Over the last 15 days, he's hitting 292, has a home run, driven in 10 of his 19 RBIs on the season, and his OPS is at 806 compared to the entire 2023, where he's hitting just 242, four total homers, 19 total RBIs, and an OPS of .669. Are you buying or selling the fact that Andres Jimenez has found his swing? I'm buying as long as he's healthy. I, I'm worried about this. The Guardians have a long hit recent history of saying guys that are out for precautionary reasons and then they're missing six weeks. Yeah. I call that the so McKenzie effect. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> I, if he's healthy, I, I think he's going to be really good the rest of the season. Uh, Listen, I'm going to just keep uh, – listen, the w- w- way it works here is I'm going to just keep hating until you start hitting the ball. Like and get really big time numbers. I'm gonna say no. I think he can do it. Um, that one home run. I need to see that up. I need because the Guardians are counting on him forever now. Like he's like pretty much <coughs> a massive. He, he has a massive deal. You like he has to be every bit as good as Francisco Lindor was. Mm. Do you not believe that? Yeah. He has to like so when you when I when we talk about him as an All Star, he has to be. Of that ilk, where it's like, oh, we he needs to get to where Jose Ramirez is, where we don't even question whether or not he's good or not. He's just like, I don't know if that. I can expect him to be that good, but at least like All Star, he's got to at the very least be a borderline All Star every year. Yep. that's what I'm expecting. Yep, and I think he will be. I yeah. talk, I've said it multiple times on the show yeah. before. You don't go from being a seven WAR player to not being able to hit a curveball. So this is, I think, the real Andres Jimenez. I agree with you. I hope he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, this is – it was calf, right? It was a calf, I think. I don't um, remember now. And hopefully it's not that big of a deal and he'll be back in the lineup. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm buying I'm buying Jimenez. All right. There you go, Mike. I mean, I would buy more than that. That's, by the, by that the way, I, I 15 know 15 days, it should be higher than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's, yep. By the way, um, so I know you guys mentioned briefly – uh, kudos to my to my team, my little league team. We we were the boys were unbelievable. They all stayed to the end of the game. Then we stayed for fireworks after. Um, they were 
they were awesome. They had so much energy. They were starting all these chants. Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network put out a tweet referencing my team because they they started chanting, you are cheaters at the Astros. And then a lot of adults in the immediate area of where we were sitting started picking up on those chants. They were leading the energy train. Way, way to rub off on the kids, Bull. I like that. You teaching them them, them, them heckling right now? Yeah. Next thing we need to do is we need the loser chant. <laughs> like we need that at games. They love it. They they were on fire. I mean, I think they were a big part of the reason that the Guardians won the game. That was one of the greatest regular season games ever. I've ever been to. The ever. Guardians came back five times ever. to win that game. Ever. And it was just unbelievable. I think of, of the great regular season games I've gone to, I went. I was at a, a no-hitter, Cole Hamels for the Phillies mm, at yeah. Wrigley Field. Yeah. I saw Tom Seaver's 300th win in person at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I was at Wrigley once. The Cubs were playing the Diamondbacks. The game went six. The Cubs lost. Diamondbacks won in 16 innings. There had been a rain delay. We were there from like noon to nine at oh, night. Oh, wow. That was wild. But this game was at, at, oh, another great regular season game. I was at the game. What was the year that the Guardians played, lost to the Rays in the wild card? 2012? 2013? Oh, I don't remember. When Danny the year. Salazar pitched that wild yep, card game. Yep. But that, remember, they had to win like their last 10 games to make the playoffs. Yep. And if you remember, one of the last few games of the season, Jason Giambi Gia- hit a walk-off yep. yes, homer. Yes, and he killed it, too. No, no, no. It might not have been a walk-off homer. I think it was a homer to give him the lead yeah, in the were- bottom of the eighth. I don't think it was walk-off. Yeah. But I was there at that game, and everybody went bananas. Yeah. Everybody was having so much fun. So I've been to some great regular season games, but that one Friday night, was the crowd was awesome. Huge crowd. I don't know what the attendance was officially. I think it was 35,000. Let me tell you something. Go ahead. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Go ahead. First, oh, the crowd. The crowds have been much better yes, lately. They have been. And yeah, there were some Astro fans, of course, but it was the fans were full of energy. They were crazy. So real quick though, Friday night was Dollar Dog Night, and we had the whole team. So at one point, I go out to buy dogs for the whole team. So I'm walking back. I had a bag with twelve hot dogs. <laughs> I had four hot pretzels, a bunch of bottles of water. Uh, a nachos, and then I got myself something from the, uh, what do you call it, Ohio City Burrito. I got myself something. And I'm carrying all this food somehow, and this woman walks by me, and, you know, listen, I, I'm fat, I know. This woman walks by me, she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, lady, I'm not eating at all. <laughs> boom, boom, and I did not. I, already, I only ate my stuff. already know what you're thinking. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Jason. What were you going to say? No, I, the – I was going to mention the Guardians attendance has yeah. been up up 28 percent to see and it is good to see and I think that some of their creative ticketing policies have done well yeah and it's bringing people back to the park it's awesome and you know the team's playing better obviously that helps there's been a lot you know they've played well against good teams here they beat they won a series against Boston they won a series against Houston that was a nice series win go ahead Mikey if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.